0: Hello, I am Elias, and you are listening to Peter Rosenberg. It is late at night, and the entire studio here knows what the rest of the world knows, and that's that WWE stands for Walk with Elias.
1: Yes, sir. We promised you a great man here at night. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast on planet Earth. That's right, planet Earth. Soak it in, baby. It's international. My name, His Majesty, you know what I'm saying? A.K.A. Mr. Enjoy Yourself, Peter Rosenberg. And I'm joined by the physical one, physically large, physically strong. Doesn't seem congested today. The (laughs) the man, the mind, the myth, the legend behind the Black Power Rankings. And so much more. Um, his name is Stack Eye Greg. SGG, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Peter. Uh, how you doing?
1: So, uh, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I'm actually doing the show. When I'm recording it right now, it's like 10 p.m. I'm just going to go to bed after this. I don't have a lot to do. My wife is in Columbus at the AAA All-Star Game for MLB Network. And you know what's crazy is like I, SGG you're now you're now married to Jace. Yep. Um living that domestic life. And it's amazing cuz I love being married. I enjoy the daily partner partnership. I like spending time. But I'll tell you what. For no reason, not like my wife asked me to do anything, but when you go to being completely on your own, it, it feels like you have time to do everything.
0: <laughs> like, do random chores around the house.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been, I just had time, time to do the podcast when you feel like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It helps that I have literally zero responsibility in every sort of bill and everything that keeps our house actually the lights on. My wife does. Um, so it's very relaxing.
0: <laughs> so wait, what did you do um, today? What did you do today?
1: Well, today, for example, I had a long day at work. But I didn't get home till like noon, which for me is pretty late. Because I have to be at my other job by 2.30ish. So sometimes that can be complicated because, don't get me wrong, I get excited to see Alex after work. I love getting to see her in the middle of the day. But then my nap always gets – we end up talking. She's getting dressed, moving around. I never end up falling asleep. So when I get the limited – you know what I'm saying? Like little things like that. Whereas, I mean, Bear can only talk so much. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Bear barely barks. By the way, I I sound like I'm going heel on my wife. Trust me, she feels the same way. It's tremendous to get a couple of days. Get some. It's it's, it's freeing. It's freeing, SGG. And listen, the audience is benefiting. Although I will tell you, I'm a little bummed about how long I'm about to go away for. Because I will say I'm uh, enough of a, uh, I don't know what the word is, softy. A week's a long time at this point. I mean, I'm good on going away for a week, but as it turned out SGG, I'm going to Austin this weekend. First ever trip with like my three best friends from high school. You ever done a trip like that? Oh,
0: with uh, my best friends?
1: Yeah, like the friends from high school or college, wherever you're from. Not high from, school, the- but
0: college and law school. Yeah, like the bachelor parties count? What'd you say? Do bachelor parties count?
1: No not counting bachelor parties. This is like I have seen them at bachelor parties um, either mine or theirs or whatever. Um but no, because like that's a different like don't get me wrong, bachelor parties are great. But like there's such a specific thing of like we're we're going to celebrate. This is just grabbing a weekend. Everyone like took a Friday. And like just having a couple of days with your act, just a few of your closest friends, as opposed to like everyone's. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not going to be partying. We're going to yeah. be having dinners together. You know what I mean? Maybe nah. play golf. Like outside of like wrestling trips, out.
0: outside of wrestling trips, because like uh, you know I did make a pilgrimage to WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans a couple of years ago, and um, you know SummerSlams. We we get around for SummerSlams, but besides that, not really.
1: No, you're right, and I don't want to take for granted our wonderful wrestling trips, but those are all new friends. All due respect, I love all of you guys, but you're all my new friends. <laughs> right. Everyone in that crew is like in the last five to six – no, except for Goldstein. Everyone else is in like the last five to six years. So they're all people – some of the people I'm closest to, but frankly, they're people I actually see. My high school friends – like my, my best friend of my life, we uh, – once, twice a year. You know what I mean? So – I'm, I'm psyched about that and then I'm going straight out to LA for the Espies SGG. Um, it's time I tell the cheap heat universe that on, on Espy day, hour one on the red carpet, which is starts about nine hours before the (laughs) Espies. Um, no, it's five o'clock. I think the ESPYs start at eight. Okay. That's five o'clock. Um, me and Katie Nolan are hosting that first hour. So. That's actually something I've really always wanted to do is red carpet stuff. I've always been like, I could be good at red carpet shows. So, you've done um, red carpets chairs, too, though. I've over. seen
0: you – like you've done a couple – um I know you've done like WWE red carpet. And yes. There was another one you did. No, I can't no, no. no. might have been Grammys.
1: I, I did the – yes, I did the Grammy stuff, but the Grammy – it was cool, but it was online, uh, which I don't think a ton of people saw it, and furthermore, they put us up, more importantly, I liked it. It was fun. But we weren't on the red carpet. We were like elevated above the red carpet. By the way, we are going to get to a lot of wrestling talk. So everyone relax. We're going to actually talk about the product, but, um, yeah, so it was dope, but I just always wanted to do those kind of, I, I get the, I just like, I get very excited for live energy. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, man, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh yeah. And then actually SGG, let me not forget, I will be doing hour three on Twitter. So from 7 to 8, I'm still going to be on the red carpet, but I'm doing I'm with different people and I'm doing it on the live ESPN Twitter feed from 7 to 8. So honestly, yo, that might get more people than our one on ESPN 2.
0: First of all, it definitely will. Second of all, right? That's Mage.
1: Yeah, it is pretty mage, Greg. I'm glad I, I, it's the first time I, yo, I barely even talked about this with anyone, so I'm getting excited talking about it. So anyway, nah, that's next Wednesday. I'm getting excited too. Um, well, I, I hope the, uh, the cheap heat universe comes out. I know they will, SGG. It's a, we, we, we come out in force. Of course. Um, of course. Now, um, before we get into everything inside the ring, I believe, SGG, that timing Something happened timing wise that correct me if I'm wrong. We ended up not getting to talk about on this show and it is the most this show thing ever. And some of you guys out there who don't follow along to like every single nerdy thing that happens, like you rely on us for that. May have totally, totally missed it. And SGG, do you, know, do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you uh, open up the segment with this one because this sounds like a, a bit of a bombshell.
1: And uh, you, I'm. I, I, I mean, I'm sure you saw it. You don't miss anything. I wish. I hope you didn't. I hope you somehow go. Nope, I didn't see it. But I hope that would be great. I think the it fell on a Friday after our podcast came out. We never got to talk about the the glorious moment when a future king of the black power rankings absolutely owned Hulk Hogan on Twitter.
0: Oh, we did not get to talk about it. It did happen. So,
1: I, so I gotta. I got, we, we have to celebrate this. SGG, I thought about you. I'll be honest. First thing I did was just laugh and go, yo, Velveteen Dream is the best. And then like he's just so, it, it sums up like the amazing enigma that is Velveteen Dream. It was so perfect, right?
0: It was, it was wonderful. It was, and especially because too, like timing is, is the perfect word to describe all of this because, um, It just so happens that Velveteen Dream, um, even though he says he has no memory of this, he was on Tough Enough, uh, Patrick Clark, and he was known for being like the smarky guy who was a huge wrestling fan and had a real passion for the business. And Hulk Hogan's last act um, as a judge on NXT was to basically derail Patrick Clark's career. He's the whole reason that he got eliminated from Tough Enough that year. Um,
1: well what was? the But you mean because he voted him off? Yeah, he put him up and then
0: ended up voting him off. Um, and he told them too. Hulk Hogan looked them straight in the face and was like, "I'm sick of your like smarmy BS. Like I need to see something different." Got him out of there, and then <laughs> that ended up being the same week that we found out about um, the racist tapes and Hulk Hogan dropping n wow, bombs on I, the sex tape.
1: I I, I totally totally forgot. About that, that is why you're here, at SGG. That you know what you just did, SGG. This doesn't happen every day. That's a stat, baby. Make some noise. That's an SGG stat. I mean, Woo! it wa- it wasn't traditional. It wasn't traditional. It wasn't a number. But you went inside your endless wrestling memory and you pulled up a velveteen dream Hulk Hogan story that I did not remember because I don't even remember that tough enough. Even though I watched it, I, I actually now remember his real name. But I don't remember. You said Patrick. Patrick Clark. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Pat, I remember it. I totally did not even put that together. So, anyways, that's an amazing story. Um, And if you missed it, all right, Hulk Hogan tried to big up – uh was after TakeOver, the week after TakeOver, I think. Yeah. And Hogan put him over on Twitter saying he should become Velveteen's manager. Velveteen Dream would hold all the gold, quote, Hollywood style, okay, <laughs> and right. then – The in the in the best respond response of all time. Hollywood dream has a nice ring to it, but dream rides solo. Space next line. Good try, Terry! Exclamation (laughs) point. Are you kidding me? Good try, Terry. We don't. Are you? And and, and it's one of those beautiful things. I need all of you guys to appreciate. Where it's the beauty of society waking up, no matter how many people want to fight against this, it's the beauty that society that we've come to live in now holds people accountable. I mean, there are some people who think it's politically correct BS, but the bottom line is because society understands the way things are supposed to be, Velveteen Dream can now get away with completely burying Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was beautiful. No one's going to say anything. No one's going to say – he could say whatever he wants. In another era, if it was a, a different situation, um, the person couldn't say anything to, about to Hulk Hogan. They like They'd No one's telling Velveteen Dream he can't be offended by Hulk Hogan and put him in his place, and he did. And the best part of it is it comes just a month or two over after the modern-day Hulk Hogan, John Cena, said Velveteen Dream may be the future of the company. Yeah. So it's pretty – Pretty hilarious stuff.
0: And and Hulk Hogan thought he was safe too because Velveteen Dream uh, came out with the headband and the, not the headband, the bandana and the boa and the uh, red and yellow Prince Puma tights. But uh, no, no, no. The Dream rides solo.
1: Well, I think it's a great, it's a great actually if you want to go nerdy and really even think deeper about it. What Dream did, I think probably sums up the relationship that a lot of people particularly black people but i think i think lots of people i think it's how i feel i think it's how a lot of people would feel is that that's where you may exist with Hulk Hogan you still you're still not going to you're not going to sit here and act like um hollywood hogan and and all the great things you loved about hulk hogan weren't fun and great you don't get you don't have to get those taken away but you also don't have to ride with hulk hogan right now
0: Yeah, it's the ultimate in um, separating the art from the artist. Except usually the artist benefits from that separation, and in this one, it's like, no, we're all having fun with Hulkamania. But you just you can stay over there. You can stay over there. We don't need you. But if you would please kindly just give us these red and yellow back, we'll enjoy this while you do whatever it is you're doing over there.
1: I hope the I hope it was a message that rang through with with everybody with uh with with hogan with the wwe i hope it will i hope it kind of reminded everyone that there's still work that needs to be done so um good job velveteen dream did it classy did it funny um and uh yeah he's the man um sgg what else Uh, that was that was old news what what happened outside the ring
0: so uh a lot of injuries this weekend um in the WWE. Actually, all over the wrestling world. Uh, Fandango injured his uh, left labrum, his, sh- his left shoulder. Uh, he required mm-hmm. surgery. I think he underwent surgery either today or yesterday. Um, Goldust had surgery on both of his knees. Uh, so he should be... Uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, but both knees sur- needing surgery sounds bad. I didn't even realize that he was that that beat up. And... Um, the IWGP Intercontinental champion Takagashi Takahashi, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He uh broke his neck in the match. Um, continued on to win the match. Uh it was a match against Dragon Lee and then reportedly collapsed backstage and uh was taken to the hospital. And excuse me, he's not the IWGP Intercontinental champion. He's the IWGP um, light heavyweight champion, junior heavyweight champion. But but yeah, like he broke his neck mid-match, and oh my lord! Continue the move too was it was really nasty. Like um, Dragon Lee had him like cradled and threw him over his head, and I don't know how Takahashi was supposed to land, but um, the way the way that he went over Dragon Lee's head. Like there was no way for him. like he just didn't get enough. Like his body didn't rotate and he landed um he landed right on his neck. Somehow finished the match. There's still the junior heavyweight champion, but um we wish him a speedy recovery as well because neck injuries are no joke.
1: No. No and and is there a prognosis? No,
0: there's nothing really come out like um Dave Meltzer speculated that he broke his neck, but um there's no official word. But I mean a
1: broken neck seems like a pretty safe bet. <sighs> and oh um I also saw I mean that that is uh that, that is horrible news and we definitely uh will send some positive energy uh into the universe. Uh did you see I saw it on a much I, I assume much, uh, less serious note. Did you see that uh, JR got hurt as well?
0: Yes. JR got hurt, um, during a match at, um, at the G1 special. Um, it was Juice Robinson against, I always forget this guy's names, J something. He was the IWGP, um, United States champion. He threw Juice Robinson into the guardrail and Juice hit the guardrail so hard that it bumped the announce table that was right behind it, and then bumped the announce table right into um, Jr. and his broadcast partner Josh Barnett, and I cracked Jr.'s ribs, and um, his his partner was so pissed. Like he got in the ring, came up from around the announce table. And like he was ready to go. And Jay White is the was the guy's name. He was ready to like thrash Jay White. Stopped the match for a little bit and then uh he eventually went back to the announce table. But um but yeah, JR was injured in the performance of his duties at this G one special in San Francisco.
1: It's such a weird looking video too, if you see it. It doesn't look like based on how hard he hits it and how hard the tape like you wouldn't think that JR would take a spill. Yeah, but no, he it, does, it, and
0: uh, it does not look that bad at all. Especially too, like I, I thought, I thought dude was overreacting. Like he took off his headset, <laughs> burst through security, and like hopped in the ring, and like everybody had to plead with him to go back behind the announce desk. And I'm just like, okay, this guy's just overreacting. If it's not at work, he's overreacting. But then like, JR is seventy something year old dude with cracked ribs. like. I guess I don't know
1: what happened to him but By the way, J, by the way, JR's had a few injuries. Wasn't he run over on the sideline at Oklahoma game 1.2? <laughs> Was he? I don't I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure that's how JR got banged up at some point. I don't think I'm making that up. Well, either way, we send our well wishes out to uh to JR. Um, SG, anything else outside the ring? Any other terrible news for us or should we No terrible news. Once?
0: Um, but the May Young Classic is coming up and uh former WWE Divas Champion Caitlyn was announced as the one of the first, com- as the first competitor for this year's Mae Young Classic. So she's going to be making her return to the WWE um, pretty soon. And Brock Lesnar showed up at uh, this past weekend's UFC event uh, to challenge Daniel Cormier for the UFC heavyweight title, in which is like, oh Lord. the most wrestling. You wanna- like, I know UFC has wanted to be WWE for a long time, but, like, this is it, right? This has got to be it. Like, the sitting champion, the reigning champion is challenging for a UFC title.
1: Do you want to go into this right now, Greg? Because I, I have strong feelings on what happened over the weekend. Listen, there's no there's no better time to go into this than right now. All right. You know what? Exactly. This is a great – it's actually the perfect hybrid, right? Outside the ring, inside the ring. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, so cor- the Cormier Stepe match, which I was pretty excited for, um, uh, and and ordered it uh, while I was at the beach with the Lexus family. Um, don't let the don't if you didn't watch it, don't let the first round uh, stoppage fool you. Um, a really intriguing four minutes up until that. Um, and and Cormier caught Stipe. Stipe, who I really have to say. Has impressed me. I did not think when Miochich won the title that he was the real deal. I really thought he was just a guy fitting into a spot when there was not another heavyweight. And he's been a, a really solid champion. Cormier caught him. We know how good Cormier is, blah, blah, blah. Rock, uh, the, the, the situation ensues. Um, Brock Lesnar outside the octagon. There are so many little details that they botch as a work. Yeah. And that's what, bo- that's the first thing that bothers me cuz it's a work. Okay? So let's <laughs> right. just start there. Right. So that that's okay. I don't say that as a diss. I think we all know I much prefer uh professional wrestling to mixed martial arts. But let's be clear. When they when they have moments like this at UFC, it is all very strategic. Um I have no idea the 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 depth to which that goes in terms of whether the whole Lesnar thing is talked through by WWE, I have no idea. But we all knew Lesnar was making his way back there. That has not been a secret. So they have him outside the ring. He comes in. He curses and says bad things about Cormier,
0: which and, somehow uh, results like in people saying that like he's a god on the mic and this is the best Brock Lesnar promo ever. But you know, whatever <laughs> you could continue. That seems weird to me. But
1: no, you know, and, and, and you know, let me just say this. Someone in our chat pointed it out. I believe it was in our chat pointed it out because basically Sam Sam Roberts had tweeted something like Brock is absolutely the best or something or the greatest and I just sort of replied. I'm like greatest of what right greatest rest greatest wrestler. No greatest UFC heavyweight. No greatest on the mic in the ring. No. He's really, really good. He is an absolute hall of famer. He's had, he's had, he's, he carried major times for the WWE. I do not ignore that. And his moments that are exciting are really exciting, but it was just like this moment that I don't know why that random tweet from Sam stood out, but maybe it's just the culmination of the last couple of years and him not being around and maybe that's what's the beauty of it is that we all get mad about it, right? Like real life kind of mad. You're like, it's so ridiculous. And now here he is and getting a title shot in UFC and everyone's singing his praises how great he is. But someone pointed out, and it's true, Greg, What's what is the greatest about Brock Lesnar is how he blurs the line. That is – if you want to say one thing that's greatest, he's in the conversation of – I mean, how many – Greg, how many matches has he had where you've had a moment when you're like, is this – are they fighting? Right. Definitely you know what I'm the saying? Ron like, so match.
0: It, definitely the Randy Orton match.
1: Dude, um, Cena, the Cena brawl. Yeah. Uh, what was that, Money in the Bank, whatever that was?
0: I think it was Extreme Rules when he returned. Um, 2012, I want to say.
1: He's had more stats from Stack Guy Greg, so it was a really fun. Who was it? Someone in our chat who said it?
0: Um, I don't. I don't think so. It might have been Dip, though. It might have been Dip if it was anybody in our chat, because Dip also pointed out like this is exactly what Vince wants. Like this conversation that we're having about Brock. Like just him being in the conversation is exactly what Vince wants whether or not he shows up on Monday Night Raw.
1: So it was it was an interesting conversation because it pointed out exactly what I feel about Brock, which is that he does get overrated. Um but at the same time, it made me remember how dope what the dope things are. You know, and I mean, I know if I was the um if I'm supposed to be like the blowhard talk radio host who has an opinion, I should just bury Brock and tell you he's the worst he was you know that's the hot take is Brock Lesnar although I think a lot of people feel that way but nah man that, that that's we're not doing that uh we're, we're we're gray on this show he is overrated he has gotten um an unbelievable level of opportunity he gets treated like a god it seems like no matter what but none of those things change the fact that when that line gets blurry it's very entertaining what are your thoughts, SGJ?
0: No, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it because even, even though like I have my gripes about um, him not showing up, and then when he walks in the building, everybody like bows down to him. Sometimes, sometimes I do really enjoy those matches and what you get out of him, um, at least on the WWE side of things. So,
1: I mean, dude, how about even we were talking about blurring the line? It, it got booed out of the building, but don't tell me. That when Roman got busted open against Brock, you didn't go, hold on, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Anytime anybody gets busted open against Brock, it's like, because you know they have that rule, like no blading, no blood. So it's like, did he take it a little bit too far far this time again, as he's known to do sometimes?
1: And and listen, uh, shout out to Daniel Cormier, who's a big wrestling fan. Good dude. Great wrestling fan. I know you love wrestling. I've thought you had a future in wrestling, and you may. Cormier may. Fam, you can't smile while you're in the middle of the promo. Yeah. You can't smile through the promo. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, mean, come on, dude. Brock Lesnar's a beast. You're just sitting there smiling because you know he's not going to punch you in the face. If he was crazy enough to get in the octagon after your match and curse and threaten everybody and push you, why are you so sure he's not going to hit you? Right. So – that, that's just a little mini dorky lesson, something to think about, because I do think Daniel Cormier could have a future in, in, in pro wrestling if you wanted it, though he's such a good talker about UFC uh as well. All right, SGG. So,
0: question that should roll us right into uh, Monday Night Raw, but it's also related to Brock Lesnar. Do you think he shows up to whatever this UFC match happens? Do you think he's still the universal champion? And if not, like, did something Monday give you a reason to believe that something's going to happen to get that belt off him?
1: Well, you know, Greg, it's interesting you say that because that brings me to probably the thing that irritates me the most about the UFC these days. And that is that, to me, I'll tell you this right now. I wish he, if he, if he's had the title this long, if he fights Cormier, I wish he could have the title and I wish he could show up with the title. And I'll I'll tell you why. I know a lot of you just rolled your eyes and go, really, Rosenberg, you think he's going to show up to UFC with the WWE title? This is like a real sport. I don't care what it is. The reason Brock Lesnar is maybe the biggest draw in the history of UFC or in the conversation is because he is a WWE superstar. That is – Brock Lesnar is a sick athlete. And by WWE standards of great athletes, he's one of the all-time best. But Brock isn't the most decorated athlete in the world. Like, Brock isn't... He's great, but you're telling me that just based on his athleticism and size, he would have ended up making it to that level of draw for the UFC? If he had worked his way up the ladder, he would have been at this level? I mean... His record isn't that great in UFC to indicate that. Yeah, and they now, started him at the gonna...
0: top, too. They really did.
1: Right. Now, listen, maybe that worked to his disadvantage, right, Greg? Maybe against uh, people lower down, he would have built up a better record before taking an L. Um, Totally possible. But my point is this. Love Brock Lesnar. Root for Brock Lesnar. He's a huge draw everywhere. And he does a lot of enjoyable things. But I am tired of... Of the WWE showing off the UFC. Oh, Ronda Rousey, UFC, she was so good in UFC. UFC, uh, she joined in the UFC Hall of Fame. Oh, Brock Lesnar, UFC this, UFC that. They never mention WWE. I mean, like Joe Rogan will, cause he's an honest dude in casual conversation, he'll mention it. But like, in terms of the way they promote, they, it's like, it's like WWE gets treated like the side piece. <laughs> yeah. And, it's true I mean, to say honestly, no. they made they, they, Lesnar. And 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 by the way, to explain to me, SGG, why why did CM Punk, with no business, fighting at that level? Why did CM Punk end up on two pay per views, including a main event for one? Wasn't that main event the first one? <laughs> yeah. It was main event. Like what? Really? And then you guys are gonna act like you're embarrassed? Stop it. I, there, if there's a WWE star who is big enough, who's a mainstream WWE guy, like the highest tier, if any of them want to go to UFC and start at the top, they would.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a, like there's definitely a conversation to be had for any former WWE champion to roll up in the UFC and decide like that they want a shot, and they'll get it, and they'll get treated better than like the guys working their way up. And that's a fact. That's not even up for debate.
1: So that's that. Um, yeah, come on. I just, UFC is very entertaining, and it's great. Can I tell you the truth? They have two really big. They have three really big stars over the last few years. They could, there are other ones like GSP that like they'll tell you or Cormier, who are really big stars. Two of their three to maybe four biggest stars, if you want to count John Jones, in spite of everything that's happened with him, but. Ronda Rousey Brock Lesnar Conor McGregor two of those three one is big because of WWE the other now will continue to be big because of WWE and WWE always showed love has has shown a ton of love through to UFC since she came on board at WWE I just don't understand why they have to act above it, particularly when they then make their show a work.
0: Yeah, it's because they want to keep their status as like legitimate sports and like look down on the wrestling community. But I mean, like you said, they borrow so much of like so much of their success is mimicking things that has made WWE successful. That it just didn't make sense to not have him walk out there with the universal title. Well, you know, a little thing, little things like that.
1: Um. All right, so let's 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 move on. Let's get to other things from this week. It's thirty four minutes in. Not that we are obligated to talk specifically about Raw and SmackDown as we head into Extreme Rules. I mean, I don't even know. Should we just preview Extreme Rules and whatever comes up related to those matches? We'll mention.
0: Yeah, that sounds that sounds great to me because I mean. You know, let's be honest. Raw was, um, Raw was a two-match show. Not even. It was just a one-match show and then, like, one brawl. And uh, SmackDown. SmackDown was good, but nothing that we need to spend another yeah, half an hour breaking down SmackDown for.
1: All right, so set us up for Extreme Rules, which is happening in Pittsburgh, PA, this weekend.
0: All right, so on the kickoff show you have the new day versus sanity in a tables match and um, I gotta say I like they made us wait forever for sanity to show up on Smackdown but I like how they've been presented so far with the with the attack on new day um, last week July 4th and then the attack on team hell no to set up that 10-man tag uh, tonight. Um, also it's weird how much the Bludgeon Brothers look like they fit in Sanity after having them be a part of the Wyatt family. But, uh, I say all that to say that I think Sanity is going to be coming out with the win in this kickoff show match against the New Day.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I got to tell you, it bums me out a little bit on principle to think about the New Day jobbing on the kickoff show
0: yeah they should have the briefcase Um, if we're being honest but
1: so but listen you know what i don't know that it happens actually i think there's a chance they win because they are they are the new day um but it's going to be an interesting time for the new day you know we've it's a new day yes it is it certainly (laughs) is um you know uh i i talked about this with uh biggie damn i just name dropped biggie twice i I did booker t show and i name dropped the same conversation but we talked about you know what happens when you've been on top for a very long time and what you aspire to do next and i think part of the rush when you you've been on top that long is like making it happen again in a different way not that they're not still over of course they're over um the new day is going to be uh uh a kid's favorite for a long time, but you but finding that story again, that meaningful thing. They had a meaningful story with the Usos. They've had they had a meaningful basically year. I mean, there were moments that were silly and like leading into WrestleMania. They just kind of put them out on their own to do their comedy, but they've gotten to do some great wrestling stuff and stories as well. So um it'll be interesting to see how far they go with Sanity and the New Day.
0: Yeah. So was your f- official prediction the of New Day?
1: I'm going to go New Day. Yes, I will. I'll okay. go New Day.
0: That's interesting. I mean you raise a good point because like you said, um, I went Sanity because the tables match is chaotic and the chaos would sort of favor Sanity. But it, this is the New Day after all. So it really could go either way. And I think um,
1: – well, And, and also – and maybe, Greg, they're going to um, – maybe you're thinking about it, I'm guessing. Tell me if I'm wrong, as like – it's their first pay-per-view match. You're trying to establish that Sanity's crazy and good and can kick people's butts, so Sanity goes over. But maybe they, they view the, the New Day in a way where it's like, no, nah, just wrestling with them is going to help them, and they're going to have a, a little series of matches here.
0: Yeah, it it could go either way, and, like, honestly, there's no no losers no matter which way it goes. So I think we, we're going to be in for a good match this Sunday on the kickoff show. But um, moving right along... Alexa Bliss will be defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax in an Extreme Rules match.
1: That's right. That's right. I'm going to go Alexa Bliss. Uh, Your thoughts, SGG? Hmm? You're picking Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Um, Well, we know, you know, listen, man.
0: I mean, listen. Raw
1: Women's Division... Got some, the Raw Women's Division has some heat right now, if you're being totally honest about it. If they weren't playing around with Bailey and Sasha so much and having them sitting in therapy sessions, um, man, Alexa and Naya's fun. When Ronda comes back, she's fun. Um uh, the role Mickey plays with Alexa is fun. Uh there's a lot of stuff. There's a there's a lot of talent over there. I'm I'm excited for this match. Um I have to think The extreme rules part works towards the, we say the word every week, so we have to say it again, dastardly plans of Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's true. Right.
0: She's shown her sadistic side too. Um, in that feud with Bailey, she's shown that she like, she doesn't have any problems getting real violent to keep her hands on the, on the championship. So Nia Jax (laughs) might have. Set herself up for failure with this stipulation.
1: I'll tell you what. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised too if this match, I think Alexa's match at this pay per view last year was very soft. They didn't do very much, if I recall. It, w- it was not that extreme. Actually, I remember the whole show last year was not particularly extreme. That was sort of a, a thought that we had. I, I wouldn't be surprised because of the history with Nia and Alexa if, if they do a lot. During their match, I wouldn't be shocked.
0: So we we are on the same page with this one, Alexa Bliss.
1: No, no, I'm saying Alexa Bliss. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> All
0: right, and then you have the SmackDown Women's Championship, um, Carmella versus Asuka. It's just a single match with uh, James Ellsworth suspended above the ring in a shark cage.
1: Ah, uh, it's just, it's just, I saw Vegas odds that they had, uh, Asuka is the favorite. It's just hard for me to picture that moment feeling ready. You know, I, I'm kind of a dork about that, about like that first time someone gr- great wins the title. It should mean something. And I just don't. I don't know if I think Oscar and Carmella means enough yet. Am I being too picky?
0: Yeah, I think you might be. I think. Well, first of all, you don't want to bet against the house. So if Vegas has Oscar as the favorite, that should be a little, little bit of insight right there that where they might be going. But, um, but also, doesn't her just winning the title for the first time after like? It eluding her for so long make it meaningful. Like whenever they decide to to go that route, because you you're thinking well, of I it mean, in change, terms of like a singles match against Carmella is maybe not the biggest pop they could get for that. But we've also been waiting since the Royal Rumble for Oscar to have a championship in her hands.
1: Yeah, I mean. That was right after she came up was the Rumble, right? It was like a month later or something.
0: No, no, the she was up for a while but then she like she went into the Rumble, won the Rumble and it's like Yo, we're ready. We're ready to see this.
1: I thought she debuted pretty shortly before the Rumble. Either way.
0: No, nah, cuz she was at the um, um she was in Survivor series, no?
1: Yes, wasn't that first? She was Lone Survivor. So, yeah, I guess that's already two months, two and a half months. Yeah, she debuted on the September 11th episode of Raw. September 11th. Wow, she's been up that long. Damn, time does fly. Um, Yeah, you know what, though? I kind of wish then the story was more being told about, like, how many times she's come up just short overall instead of just recapping Carmella. I don't feel like there's a focus on... The title eluding her generally.
0: That's fair. I mean, it's correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's correct
1: too. Um, so I'll, that said, I'll stick with, uh, I'll stick with Carmella and say not yet. Um, but I'd be fine either way. Obviously Asuka is going to be champion at some point. Um, and, you know, I do think it's, it's very, Oscar's very interesting. Because as fire as she is, she presents some challenges. You know what I'm saying? Like not having someone who's necessarily completely uh, is going to regularly cut promos themselves. Um, on SmackDown in in that division, it's just like it makes the character inherently more of a challenge. You know less about them, right? Like what exactly is Asuka besides? this badass who beats everyone up
0: yeah uh, that's true I mean I don't know but I am enjoying the badass and it's tough it's a tough line for them to tread too because I, I was of the opinion and I guess I sort of still am that they should keep a microphone out of her hands like trying to get her on the mic takes away from the character but I could also see how like you said it's necessary to to give us her motivations
1: mm-hmm. I mean listen we've seen the same challenges with uh, with Nakamura um it's they they don't use him on the mic a lot so figuring out the motivation for that character so they get the initial pop because they're just awesome um and the the characters well put together the total package is well put together but as time goes on in this era you know that can be challenging especially if you don't establish some sort of old school mi- kind of mystery to them where like they're they are you know which i think actually is going to be easier now with nakamura um it's harder to do that with a baby face in this era because good guys are so straightforward sort of that sort of You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We live in a very PG time. Um, So anyways, but I'm – that being said, excited to watch the uh, Oscar story play out uh, over the next couple of years. But yeah, okay, I'll say Carmel.
0: All right.
1: Um,
0: Next up, we have Braun versus Kevin Owens. And as sad as I am going to be to see this happen – you gotta think this is gonna be like a massacre, right? Braun is gonna win and just thrash KO. There's no other way.
1: Um, um, there's always KO getting help from a source or something.
0: Who you know You'd be who would be that up? foolish? His best friend. His best friend had to have surgery on both of his shoulders. Um, he just had one down. I don't know when he's gonna do the next one. So, Sammy's out. Sammy can't even wave the white flag for him. Like, who's gonna help? Who's gonna help Kevin Owens? He's uh, he's on his own with this one, man. Like, we don't want to see him go out like that. But you have to think that he's oh, he's done. He's getting cooked by himself.
1: Yeah, it's tough to think about who that person would be. But, you know, that's sort of the KO character, right? Always conniving. Always has.
0: Who hates Braun enough to insert be- themselves into into this?
1: How about, you know, I normally, these days, uh it's a mixed bag for me. And I can always be like, ah, oh, I've seen enough. Got to tell you, would it be Mage if when he's getting his ass kicked and you think there's no hope jericho shows up
0: that would be mage um
1: that and then you get a story of ko and jericho going after uh braun
0: that would be mage I, I don't see that happening for one jericho me neither me neither jericho is a ahead, sorry. iwgp intercontinental champion right now um just him showing up on wwe tv While he's holding another promotions championship, even if he doesn't bring it with him though, that would be, that would be wild.
1: By the way, uh, shout out to people who have sent fonts of shirts. We'll get to mailbag in a second, but, um, I'm looking at this one that Gabe Sacco sent. Um, I don't love everything about the font, but the design of this third one's kind of fire with enjoy across the front of your, the shirt um sort of big block letters and then just under it sort of like you know those hats those college hats from back in the day that like said the name of the college the game hats said the name of the college yeah. in cursive across the circle yeah that sort of the yourself is like just under the enjoy and then below that it looks like a little sign that's going to say established est with the year on it <laughs> But in the middle, when you look closely, it's a wrestling belt with CH on it and then stay on one side, mage on the other. That's pretty hot. I like
0: it. I like it. I like it.
1: What did you say this that, person's name was? If I, Dave Sacco? This, this is leading right now. This is Gabe. I'm going to – hey, Gabe, send me a couple of other fonts on the enjoy. I love the yourself and I love the stay mage and all that. That that design could be it, man. That could be a major. And by the way, unlike the other sh- shirts, enjoy yourself in this font with the cursive. We could do some, for the first time, we could do like some super heel, like pink, like yellow, flashy colored. We've always done traditional white, black, blue. This could be good. So shout out, shout out to everyone else. There's a bunch of them in here, SGG. But anyways, um, I, I, I'll, I'll go with you though. I'll assume it's Braun Strowman.
0: Going with Braun
1: Strowman. You're going Strowman as well.
0: Yep. And we also have on the card Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin in a plain old singles match.
1: All right, and what's your thought, SGG? You know,
0: you gotta go Finn, right? I mean, the constable, the constable is doing doing decent work, but Finn Balor is Finn Balor. Like he's, he, like he doesn't lose. That guy always. Well, let, let's be way. real.
1: If 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 Finn Balor doesn't beat the constable Baron Corbin on a pay per view. What pay per view matches is Finn Balor winning?
0: <laughs> right, like this is the one he, he he's got to get this until he can finally get in line for his Universal Championship and get that back around his waist. He definitely has to go blow by the constable. So I'm picking Finn Balor.
1: Um, yeah, let's 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 be reasonable. What else you got, SGG?
0: Nakamura. Next match. Versus
1: okay. I'm excited about this Jeff Hardy
0: singles match for the WWE United States Championship, and I'm gonna go with Shinsuke Nakamura because
1: oh me too it would be me criminal too, for them go to ahead. keep a
0: championship like right around this time I should be enjoying a nice Shinsuke Nakamura WWE Championship run he should have beat AJ. At any point in one of the six matches that they had, but since he didn't, and he still has a title opportunity going into this pay per view, I'm sorry, brother Nero, but I'm going with Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you too, and and I mean, listen, Jeff Hardy, it's neat that he had the title, and he's the perfect guy. If you want to keep the title legitimate at any point, U.S. title, I.C. title, you can always throw it on Jeff Hardy, no problem. Right, right. Um, and he, and he still has a couple of years where he can be that guy, Uh but it, it's not necessary. And how could Shinsuke go from being the role he was to now he loses his first match going for the U.S. title? Yeah. Um, it, 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 not it's to mention not right. Jeff Hardy's face paint. Not <laughs> to mention Jeff Hardy's face paint's uh, kind of repug right now. So let's just be honest. You think so too, right? Oh, I think it's repug. Yeah, Crystal. I, I do not. Is,
0: Crystal liked it. I'm just like, eh, I, I don't. Cause it, it got to no, be on point just, too. Like, too much. It got to be on point. Like the eyes are not even the same size sometimes. So like, that's one issue right there. It, it yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And then the white contacts, uh, I'm I'm not feeling it. But I'm glad it's not. Yeah, just me, me. me neither.
1: I just I just don't I just don't find it uh, appealing. By the way, we have reached a new point of nerdiness on the show that we I you know every time you don't you don't hit a new level every day. But when you're analyzing the face paint details. We are those guys. Just in case anyone's wondering. Yo, you don't get, you All don't right, see uh, eyelid
0: paint every day, though. So that calls for a conversation. You know what? Facts.
1: Super facts. All right. What's next?
0: Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Do you think Bobby Lashley yeah. is going to manage to keep his headband on for the duration of the match?
1: This, for the record, this should be a loser leaves town match because whoever <laughs> this that, they, they, it should. Whoever loses this needs might need a little break. Might need a little five minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'm going Roman all day, but
0: I gotta admit, this is a tough one. This is a tough one to choose and predict um, because Bobby Lashley just came back. He's they're still building him up as you know the guy who should have been the guy from a decade ago. So he really shouldn't lose this match he should get a high profile win but roman is roman too so he also should not lose this match but they also need a decisive winner in this match like they can't give us like a double count out double dq like you can't go double dq at extreme rules so i don't know i'm going roman all day but this this one really could go either way
1: um. All right. Well, I will go. Uh, Roman Reigns as well, for sort of the same thing that I said earlier about Finn Balor. Um, you know, it's sort of confusing though because it's Lashley's first meaningful story, and there are things I'm enjoying about it. Actually, let me. I I don't want to act sitting here and act like I don't think there's anything good about this. There are pieces of this that I think are helpful for both of them. I'm just still a little nervous about how this match plays out. Um, Yeah, but it is Roman's first real. I mean, he beat Sami Zayn. But I don't know. I'll go Roman Reigns. I don't feel confident about it. What's next on the docket, SGG?
0: Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. 30-minute Iron Man match. um, WWE Intercontinental Championship. And Drew McIntyre. Can be at ringside. We don't know if he will. uh, Obviously, he will. But he has the right to be at ringside per his victory on Monday Night Raw against Seth Rollins this past Monday. Well, talk to me. Yo, I like Dolph Ziggler for this match. Um, I really do. Even though he has a history of claiming the Intercontinental Championship only to give it right back. And lose it in the rematch. I like Dolph Ziggler for this match. And I like his chances even more with, um, with Drew ringside. So I'm going to go with Dolph to retain.
1: Um, oh, you know, I'm going to give it to Seth. I, I-, I don't know why. I, I think this story was not meant for it to be a long time play a long term play without the title for Seth but rather to do something interesting with Dolph um, and Seth I'll I'll, I'll go Seth okay
0: Um, the deleters of world versus the B team tag team match for the raw tag team champion and uh, it's been a fun ride with the B team but I'm, g- I'm going to go with the Deleters of Worlds.
1: The time for fun and
0: games is over.
1: Yeah, I, I, I you can't be sure, but I I would assume the same thing. That's, that's what it says to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Which leads us into the next tag team match, which is Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And I'm going team to me, hell no. has-
1: Yeah, me too. Um you know, questionable shirt and all.
0: <laughs> yeah, that shirt is bad. Like it's not good. I know I'm not that's the merch not, not guy favorite. to be talking about uh the shirts. I know that's that's more your area expertise, but uh no. <laughs> not I'm not not into it. I don't know how that got um, past, like, the planning phase.
1: It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not. Just don't know that we needed it right now. <laughs> I just don't know that right now was the moment we needed the, the shirt. Yeah, no. Um, okay, um, but yes, it, it's time. It's Team Hell No. That's how meaningful those guys are. Um, Bludgeon Brothers have done a lot, but it's, um, it's, it's time. It's hell no time. Yeah. I, I didn't know how long this thing was going to go. Um, but it's certainly going right now and the shirt just came out. Okay. So team hell no, you know, and listen, I, I'm not going to complain. There are fun things about this. There are silly things about it. The way they first came back together, I thought was great. Um, and they ha they do have a good chemistry. Um, most importantly though, I like this because the longer we keep away Daniel Bryan and the Miz, the to me the more likely it is that we get what it should be. Exactly. So the, the, you know, the second the second or third biggest match at WrestleMania this exactly. year. Exactly. So, I am I'm good with this.
0: And people have been complaining about the way Daniel Bryan's um Daniel Bryan's been used. There was an article on ESPN and I know um Ange Gold was very vocal on Twitter just about the fact that he believes WWE misused Daniel Bryan, but I mean I'm sorry I got I got to disagree with all of that. I feel like um maybe he was misused in the past, but you know, Anders Gold was saying they missed an opportunity to give us Daniel Bryan versus HBK and Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk and um a couple of other feuds, but you know, Daniel Bryan versus HBK couldn't have happened cuz HBK retired before Daniel Bryan got hot and Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk couldn't have gone on for longer than it did because You know, part of Daniel Bryan's appeal was that they kept him away from the WWE Championship. And CM Punk was in the midst of a 434 day run. So either we don't get the CM Punk run, or we don't get the Daniel Bryan that we love as the underdog. So that, like, it sort of had to happen the way it happened. And right now, they can't give us Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, because, like you said, that should be the WrestleMania match. And he's won every clean fight that he's had. Since he debuted, so I don't understand how he's being misused. I guess they want him to win more. They want him to win the WWE title. I don't know, but um, I think right now the steady pace that they're doing it is perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think Daniel Bryan. I'm not. Has everything gone right with Daniel Bryan's career? No, I'm sure. I'm sure there have been uh, missteps in in some ways, but in general. For him to be the dude that he is and to now be, when he's active, a perennial top tier player, like no matter what. Like yeah, what are do you, what do you think Daniel Bryan's? Now listen, I suppose from a match standpoint, because he is an artist, you want to get to see him work and have matches that are artistic, right? I do understand that. But at the same time, You also want him to be on top, and you also want him to be getting to do awesome things. Um, We have Shinsuke Nakamura right now. We're going to get that. You're going to get the Miz payoff. I don't know how long this Daniel Bryan return lasts. Um, Knowing him, he probably wants it to last like five years. I don't know how long he ends up deciding to do it. But I think we'll get the stuff that we want. Um, At least I hope so. Same. That said, Team Hell No.
0: Same. And AJ Styles versus Rusev in a singles match for the WWE Championship. And I, I am going Rusev Day for the WWE Championship. Wow. Wow. It is a bold, borderline foolish prediction but I have also been described as bold and borderline foolish. So I'm going to go Rusev day.
1: Um, that is bold. That is borderline crazy. I don't want to say I hate it though. Um, It just depends on how you view what the trajectory of Rusev Day could be. And could it be really fun? And could he get really over and, and turn the character a little more heelish again? And all of a sudden, you know, just be a really credible bad guy for AJ to chase back after? I I don't know. But guess what? I'm going AJ Styles. How about that? Predictable. Safe. Safe but we'll see. You know what? That's what. I'm I'm going to take it. We'll see. I'd be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Um damn, we've been going long today. Let's uh ch 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 I got to tell you, the mailbag's getting a little crazy. Little little crazy. Shout out to coach who also uh he suggested doing an enjoy yourself shirt in the font of the enjoy Coca-Cola the classic shirt. Yeah, but
0: do we want to do that though? Do we want to go blatantly go there with it?
1: Yeah, you know what? I guess people have seen that brand before. That's a good point. They may be aware of things like that.
0: Coca Cola might even have a shirt like that. <laughs> I just don't know. It's too.
1: You know what? It's, it's a great right point. There. Great point. Yeah, it, it's too much. It'll be just look like a Coke shirt. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea. I know you got uh this is Maverick. I'm gonna try to burn through these SGG. Um. I know you guys spend a lot of time on your goat Mount Rushmore list, but recently Cody made a list of his top five that are still active. What's yours? Not that you care about the opinions of a without-a-life peckerhead, but here's mine. Um, Omega, Okada, Osprey, Styles, Ricochet. I mean, well, listen. That is the most without-a-life top three I, I've ever heard. Um It's not surprising at all. It's a totally... By the way, I say that and also saying it's totally legitimate. Um as actual best wrestlers in the world, absolutely. It is just so the be- <laughs> uh, I I I I I don't know if you uh, realize that IWGP champion carries much more weight than the <laughs> WWE's Intercontinental title, which it does not. Um that being said, which by the way it does not, but um it's a respectable top 5. I think it's silly to have no one WWE in the top three slots. Um, but I guess again, it just depends on what your thing is. So if, if like you are talking about sheer ring work, I think this is more legitimate than otherwise. I mean, my guy is AJ Styles. Um, this is a guy, the only people from WWE he has are Styles and Ricochet. So, um, Maverick makes very clear what his priority is in this list, right? I mean, <laughs> right. is- in ring. Amazing technical in-ring work is your number one priority. So as pro wrestlers, I have no problem with this top five. But when I do my top fives, they have a tendency to include like influence and, you know, overall greatness and yada yada yada. But I certainly have Omega in it. Um, and Ricochet is special, man. Ricochet is. He could definitely be in there too. Top five um, still
0: active. You have to have Y two J in the number one spot though, right? Like he's changing the game. You have to have who in it? Y two J, Chris
1: Jericho? No, but what do you mean? He means right now. Oh, you mean you mean greatest but active. Yeah.
0: Like Jericho I mean, I Jericho's guess, but, holding a championship in New Japan right now. Jericho has some crazy deal where he can pop on a New Japan show and pop on a WWE show whenever you want and that doesn't even speak to like Jericho on the mic or Jericho in the ring that's just like his influence great point over the the sport or the you know the art form that is professional wrestling like he might be the most influential person not named Vince McMahon in wrestling right now so if you're gonna say top five active wrestlers and you don't even mention Jericho, then you're right. P. He does have his priorities all messed up.
1: I didn't say messed up. I just said they're different. <laughs> um, but you make a great. But you make you no. Know, you make a great point about Jericho. I mean, and, but I mean, if you're doing the list that way, I guess then a lot of people would have Cena on that list if Cena is still considered active. Um, You know, where's Daniel Bryan? Uh Um, and AJ certainly has to be there, of course. Gotta tell you, let Dolph get a couple of meaningful stories back to back. Um, how about, how about what Seth is doing right now? You know, it's just, it, to me, it means a lot of different things, but that's a good mess. That was a good, um, email. Thanks, Maverick. That's solid. Dear champion of the Bergs, Tommy says, I'm just wondering yours and maybe SGG's thoughts on what's happening with Mike Bennett slash Canellis. Maybe he could drop the Canellas thing and go back to Bennett. Could he join forces with Tyler Breeze since Fandango seems to be on the shelf for quite some time? I'm not sure. I just don't want to see him get wasted. Stay mage and enjoy yourself, Tommy.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I was excited when he debuted and, um, I thought the gimmick was, was really going somewhere. I thought it had legs and then, they, they weren't on TV for a while. I know he had some personal stuff that he was dealing with. Um, and I know his wife was pregnant. She had a baby. So, you know, there's that. And with them being sort of a package deal, it was hard to for him to keep going without her. So I kind of understand that. But, yeah, we we do need Mike Bennett slash Kanellis back on our TV screens real soon. Because I think all of that life stuff start to happen before you know, a larger audience has got to see what he could do.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I really haven't, um, I, I haven't really thought about it. Um, you know, I, I just haven't, I, I think Mike canellis is, uh, Ben, whatever you want to call him, canellis as we've known him here. I, I, I there's potential there. But like, we've gotten so little. I mean, it's it's crazy how little we've really gotten of him. Yeah. Based on the timing. It's just, it, I I don't have a good opinion on that, to be honest with you. I apologize. Um, I don't, I don't want to mess, uh, homie's name up. Yazen Abed. I think Yazen. Well, let's, let's go for it. Y-A-Z-E-N. What do you think, S-G-G? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, what's up, sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg? You good? I grew up on Hot Ninety Seven in New York and have been a lifetime WWE fan. I thought I'd merge the two worlds together and put a hip hop radio WrestleMania together with today's biggest rap slash radio beefs. The dark Yo, I can't do it with our audience, bro. Like the 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 Peckerhead universe, the cheap universe, the peanut gallery. These guys come up with such nerdy and funny things. If we met them, they're probably all psychopaths, SGG. Probably confirmed lunatics. Um, it worries me about how with the life we are, but but how creative and funny these are every week. Anyways, the dark match is a peckerhead battle royal with all the marks and jabronis who besmirched the name of the number one sports and recreation podcast on Planet <laughs> Earth GP. The final two... The final two would come down to that shill Sam Roberts and the maker of exquisite orthotics, Davis Schubick. Well, will <laughs> this gets better. We'll inevitably have a Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar moment for WrestleMania 20, where the crowd boos them both. <laughs> so while both, so while both men are on the ropes, we send Bear the dog from under the ring to win it and pop the crowd huge. <laughs> Yo, as uh, imagine bear just walking. You know, bear is the, literally the least aggressive animal ever. Just walks and brushes up against their legs, and they flip over the top rope. <laughs> um, um. All right, opening the main card, accompanied by the still over bear the valet and the physically large SGG, who is too physically congested to help at all, versus Joe Budden. After a hard fought match. Rosenberg goes over with a Hebrew hammer, double axe handle from the top rope. Next is a tag team match pitting Deezus and Marrow, who are the rockers level baby faces, against former mentor Charlemagne and DJ Envy, where they get washed by the bodega boys, who win with a bodega bomb, double power bomb on some chopped cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Um the semi main is Ebro going one on one with the white hot up and coming heel Takashi 69 who has nuclear heat. Takashi picks up the W with a roll up and a handful of tights. Wow. <laughs> the ma- the main event we see Drake in the middle of the ring. The Tron pans up to show Forty and Ali knocked out in the hallway. The camera pans more and shows the weekend party next door and the rest of OVO laid out. I don't even think the weekend talks to Drake anymore.
0: <laughs> I I can't even believe how like uh, interested I was in that email and like that card.
1: I'm not done. That was fun. Hold on. Camera camera pans up and by god, it's Pusha T and Meek Mill teaming up. They come to the ring and ambush Drake. When all of a sudden, a Millie hits and Lil Wayne comes to make the save, him and Drake have a Mega Powers handshake, setting up a tag match between them and Pusha and Meek. Towards the end of the match, Nicki Minaj comes out and is torn between Meek and Drake like Miss Elizabeth in 1989. She gets in the ring and low blows Meek Mill. Drake locks in the Scorpion Death Drake and Weezy embrace and Drake puts Nikki on his shoulders to close the show. Let me know what you think and what matches you'd add. Keep up the hustle and thanks for putting over Palestine huge on the radio a few months ago. As always, stay mage and enjoy yourself, my guy. Oh, he said Yazin. We said Yazen, Yazin. Um, that was a great, great, I don't even know how we keep going. Um, Only thing I don't like about it is me basically being dark, dark match of (laughs) Jace. I
0: don't
1: know if I want. I don't know if I want to open the show. I mean, me and Joe Budden's heat these days has been pretty nuclear. I feel like I feel like we're certainly higher up the car. Uh, Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. D's and Mero now have the history with Envy, so that is a pretty good one too. Yo, you're higher up the car than
0: Ebro and Takashi, though. Uh,
1: Yeah, you know what? Actually, actually. Given a bunch of three th- reasons, you open the show with Ebro and Takashi, particularly when it ends in the roll up the way it does. Yeah, Ibro and Takashi um, don't deserve to be so so high up. It's a shocking. It's a shocking way to start a pay per view. No, no one expects this at all. Anyways, uh, that was awesome. The Uh-oh. Scorpion Deathlock
0: though, crazy! that killed me.
1: Oh wow. Man, this is a long detailed one that I want to get to. The question is, should I burn through a bunch more? I have like 30 here. Or should we just, should we just read another long one that's really detailed? What do you think? Let's get, let's, let's, let's get one
0: on more that. long one in. Pause. Alright. Cause we're almost then. touching the 90 minute mark.
1: Alright. All right. Let's keep going. Um, oh, Kurt writes us. How is Nia Jax not using the jackhammer as her finisher and calling it the Jack's hammer? Love the podcast. Great email. Great email.
0: Yeah. that That's, yo, that would look so devastating too. I'm picturing it and like it is the perfect finisher for her. Definitely better than a smaller drop. So you know, I, I don't know why she isn't doing that. It definitely yeah, would, that look would, really be dope. would be effective. Would um, be effective. Add some excitement to her matches too.
1: That would be really dope. Yeah,
0: I don't know how you missed that opportunity. Um,
1: all right, you ready? Let's let's check this one out. That would be really dope. That gets me excited. Okay. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. This is from Cody. You do a great job grabbing WWE talent for interviews, and I really enjoyed Alexa Bliss last week. However, why don't we hear any guest appearances from other ESPN slash sports broadcasting personalities? I think it'd be refreshing to hear Beatles take on the current product, as she's a casual WWE fan, and we rarely hear females candidate educated take on wrestling who's not in the business. Another suggestion is Field Yates. He talks about how he loves WWE as well as drops, and, and it, you can't teach that every so often on the Fantasy Focus podcast. Seems like he'd enjoy talking WWE for 15, 20 minutes before the football season starts. Maybe even Robert Flores, Roflo. I believe he's a WWE fan. Now that Alexa works with him at MLB Network, she can make the nation. I think it's a great way to, uh, to deliver refreshing content that no one else can provide. Enjoy yourself. Cody, great message from Cody, and we will do that, SGG. Yeah, I like that. Cody,
0: that's great thinking on uh, by your part. Um Yeah, that's a great idea. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's no it's hard to debate that. It's hard to argue with that. Cody laid it out perfectly.
1: Um all right. Next, we have Frank. Hey, Peter, as always, big fan. Congrats on winning against Rothenberg. Uh, That's something from the uh, K show. My question for you today is regarding Finn. Nearly two years ago, we have seen him battle for the universal title. Now we see him fighting the Constable Baron Corbin. In your experience, is there something going on behind the scenes we're not seeing? Or is it too many cooks in the kitchen? Do you believe he belongs on SmackDown with the rest of the club? Thanks so much and enjoy yourself, Frank.
0: Come on. Let's not overthink this one, man. It's, it's Finn Balor, right? He's one of the most popular wrestlers um, in front of the camera and behind the scenes. Um, he's super over. You see those Balor Club shirts are everywhere. His entrance is mage. His ring work is mage. He's 190 pounds and he's not on 125 Live. So if that doesn't tell you that he is fine, I don't know what else I can say to reassure you. And this is coming from a guy who's like, I'm not backstage. I'm sure Rosenberg maybe might have some more insight on that, but it seems pretty obvious that Finn is fine, Ballard Club is fine.
1: Yeah, um I'm not sure, S.J. I'm not 100% sure about what's going on, why it happened, how it happened, how we got here. Um I I'm not worried. The, the demon has not been sullied fortunately but yet yeah, has been there's been some uh, confusing stuff um, uh, Peter Rosenberg and SUG gentlemen allow me to volley at this we have a foundation for this where Sasha and the vicious heel talking down to Bailey in NXT now is the bubbly happy babyface but let's think back to happy babyface Rocky my via die Rocky die John Cena Cena sucks Bailey was there. People were getting sick of her. Now let's flip the roles from NXT. Sasha always looks like she's going to die anyway. (laughs) So she's already sympathetic. And Bailey is bigger. And has the big wins from NXT. She needs to be the bully. Just my thoughts. I mean, listen. I don't know how they managed to even it out. It was going that way already. When Bailey gave her the beatdown before we got into this therapist business, it was so clear that's what it was. You're absolutely right. The move is not to go have Sasha sort of tween back to being bad. It's for Bailey to go full blown evil. That's the money. I I don't know why it seems unclear because to me it's clear.
0: Yeah, that's the move. I don't know why we had to you know sit through these therapy sessions. I was hopeful about it last week, but after this past Monday, where I don't even know what the hell happened, I think they should just get. Get to the point with
1: that. Um, guys, there's uh, so many more emails here. Uh, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Um, okay, this one's interesting. We'll make this the last one. Darren says... After hearing the Fourth of July spectacular a little late hashtag with a life, I have to say that your comments about WWE being a fighting league are incorrect and detrimental to your viewing experience. After watching it that way and being frustrated time and time again, I had to reset. The E rules all in WWE. The characters approach the show as a as a means to entertainment. During a promo, every character will pause to allow the crowd a chance to chant. There are very few who just come to fight. We love KO because he entertains inside the ropes. We love the Miz because he entertains outside the ropes. Daniel Bryan's one of the few characters who looks at it like a real fight. I have seldom seen him do the yes chant in between the bells. In summary, what? If you think it's a real fighting In summary, if it's if you think it's a real fighting league, you're playing yourself. Because even though they should, from the top down to the bottom, everybody treats it like entertainment first. To the man who made the man who makes the shoes, enjoy yourself. By the way, most un- uh, most underrated line in the history of the podcast. Like We actually – why didn't we make that a drop? I forgot that that brilliance came out of my mouth. The man who I'm made the man, the man who
0: made the shoes –
1: <laughs> it was, uh, in retrospect, it's sublime. I can't believe that happened. Uh, that's my only takeaway from this email. I, I hear what he's saying. Uh, maybe it's an antiquated way to, to view the show as if, like, everyone's just here for fighting. And I see why, if you think about it, like they all know they're part of an entertainment show. Um, I get why that could be satisfying. Um, okay, last one, last, last one. Uh, Mike says, what's up, fellas? SGG, it's your boy Janella here. Question for the pod. What's up, Janella? Um, what wrestling finisher would be most effective if you had to use it in real life situation against a bad guy? For example, you're getting mugged or at a bank robbery or subway fight. You need to incapacitate someone until help or the cops arrive. Stunners, trash, good luck getting somebody into the sharpshooter. <laughs> you ain't pulling off a... You ain't pulling off a red arrow in real life. My pick is either the DDT or Seth Stomp. If you maybe kick the dude in the nuts first to get him down. Thoughts?
0: The DD, I have seen the DDT used in many a street fight. So that is a solid that is a solid pick. Um,
1: yeah, it is. It is something you see happen, whether on purpose or by accident. Yeah, it happens all
0: the time. So I think... I think Mike stumbled on the actual winner. My first thought though was the Nakamura low blow, though. Like that can be considered a not, not bad.
1: Now, listen, if you were big and strong and quick, you could catch someone by by kind of shooting low on them and hitting them with the angle slam. Yeah. If you were strong enough, if you were strong enough, you could do that. If you, you got could the dexterity, you an can probably
0: slam. pull off a super kick too. I hate to say it, but the A super kick or a big boot? If you can
1: land it just right? A big big boot? You would need momentum for the big boot, though. There's no ropes.
0: No, you don't need momentum because, like, think about it. In most street fights, right, somebody's rushing anyway. That's how people get knocked out. They're rushing. Now, if you got enough space to get your foot up just high enough to have them rush into your foot, you got it.
1: Well said. You know what? It's a good point. Um, guys thank you for the emails Always, I will try to get to all the ones that are uh, that I have not gotten to or gotten to read yet but I really appreciate them Rosenberg Radio on Twitter, Stat Guy Greg on Twitter Greg did you hear yet? I heard that the man who I made, who makes the shoes had like an announcement today on his podcast, did you hear it? I didn't
0: hear it yet, it dropped a little while before we recorded it dropped tonight uh, so I'm I'm curious to see what they have to say I don't know what was said
1: all right. Well, apparently there was some sort of announcement this week uh, made by the, the the man who makes the shoes. Uh, he's he's kicking his this Dave Schilling character, the buff Bagwell <laughs> of the JWOs Wolfpack. Apparently he kicked him off the show. I mean, now they're having squabbles on their own teams over there. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. You know, but here's the thing. That's what happens when you try to tangle with the mage one. You know what I mean? Exactly. You end up in a repug you end up in a repug situation. You end up far from enjoying yourself. So, you know, listen. Maybe Dave Schilling has some interesting information that he'd like to share about the maker of shoes. <laughs> you know
0: We'd all love to hear it. I mean, let's be honest.
1: Hey, listen, people always pop up in other territories, brother. You know what I'm saying? All right. Hey, SGG, do me a favor this weekend. Enjoy Extreme Rules. Uh, enjoy um, my ESPY's performance, which I know you're, you're I'm really looking forward to that.
0: That's really, <laughs> and yeah. stay mage, all right? All
1: right, Pierre. Yeah, enjoy
0: yourself and your adventures this weekend. Oh, thank you.